Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Today I want to talk about pronouns. That's right, pronouns. A pronoun is a word that can function by itself as a noun phrase and that refers either to the participants in the discourse, meaning I or you, or to someone or something mentioned elsewhere in the discourse, she or it or this. The other day, a person I was talking to was using the pronoun they, and I thought was referring to an entire group of people, everyone in that particular group, but it turned out that person was talking about just one person who was non-binary and who preferred to be called they instead of a pronoun. And it distorted my complete meaning of the conversation. There's a big difference with one person feeling some way and 40 people feeling some way. Imagine hearing, they won't support this, when it means just one of many equals, instead of the entire team. How does one define that? How does one discern what's really meant? I'm sensitive to identity issues, I understand. But the focus ought to be on important priorities, such as acceptance and support, not on demanding, confusing contortions. And similarly, by way of digression, and you've heard me say this before, Stop taking heroes' names off of buildings and start improving the education taking place inside the buildings. The former is superficial, the latter is substantive. The people are afraid to go near it. When people append her slash she or he slash him to their signature files, but this in my experience is almost entirely a female phenomenon, I suppose I'm supposed to remember somehow what pronouns they prefer. It might not be her or she. It might be it or they or Oz or who knows what. When I refer to them in the future, how do I remember that for a hundred different people? For a thousand different people? I don't understand. It just seems like a nicety people are put there, putting there to show, yes, yes, I'm very liberal and I understand. The local theater here, the local regional theater, closed entirely during COVID. Other arts groups kept performing to a limited extent, but they closed entirely and said it was focusing internally on racial and social justice issues and immediately mandated these pronoun appendments to names. That is, everybody in the organization, when writing a, a hard copy letter or an email or any kind of thing that included their name, had to put he slash him or her slash she or whatever it is after it. Now that's going to improve a lot, right? Really accomplishes a lot. I remember when women used to count the nature of male and female pronouns I used in speeches and stories. I called them pronoun counters. Here's an example of what would occur, and this is an actual real story. Some of you have heard me tell it. I finished my speech, it's about an hour. I walked off stage. And out in the refreshment area, people had gathered and some lined up to talk to me. And a woman came up to me and said, I am very proud of you. You're entirely gender neutral. I said, well, thank you. But what does that mean? She said, I was listening and you used equal amounts of male and female pronouns. You used them interchangeably or you included both. That's very good. So I said, thank you. And she left. About 10 minutes later, another woman walked up to me and said, you know, you're extremely sexist. <laughs> I said, really, why is that? She said, well, I was watching how long you spent 
listening to questions of males versus females, and you listen to male questions longer. Uh, and you tended to laugh harder when a male used humor than when a female used humor. Now, as far as I'm concerned, both of these women had agendas, and they were going to have confirmation bias support their agenda. They were going to count pronouns, or they were going to somehow adjudicate whether or not I laughed sufficiently, and so on and so forth. We had the same issue today with pronouns and with how people refer to each other. People are insisting that I don't use daughter or granddaughter, but child and grandchild. And I remember I used to go to Syracuse University for my daughter once a year when the sorority, her sorority would have bop with your pop and the fathers would come, dance with their daughters, have some drinks, and then the, the mother's wives would join us an hour later. Well, they had to stop that because not everybody had a pop. Can you imagine? And so that nice tradition was gone out the window because some people were somehow aggrieved. You know, I remember a delusional diversity speaker, that's how she billed herself, who said during her speech, she wasn't childless. She had no children, but she wasn't childless. She was, and I quote, child-free, unquote. I asked her if that meant that I, with children, were child-burdened. How does that work exactly? To what contortions? To what acrobatics? How much do you do a lateral arabesque to try to change the language as if it means something? It seems to me, au contraire, that the clearer we are about language and the clearer we are, therefore, about our intent, the better we communicate and understand each other. Shouldn't it be about understanding rather than counting pronouns? They, quote unquote, to imply a single person is a grammatical monstrosity that leads to confusion and unfortunately, too often mockery of what is really a quite serious issue. So let me be clear here. The aforementioned may not be what all of us think, but it is what I think, and I'm not hiding behind we. That's what I think, and that's the uncomfortable truth. <laughs>